Hello, everyone. I'm Joe. And TJ. And we are the Schoolhouse 302. And this is our Read This series where we bring to you books that we love, that we feel will resonate with educational leaders, uh, really on the topic that we're focused on for the month. But really, uh, TJ, as you know, it spreads across uh, many different situations, thoughts, issues, and so on. But this month, um, TJ and I decided to focus a little bit differently and talk about challenging situations, crisis that leaders may find themselves in. And this was born uh, from a book that we're very fortunate to be published uh, with Corwin, uh, with another, a third author, Connie Hamilton. And we're super stoked about this book, what it means. And we'll get more to that down the road, but we're still enamored with this topic because it's so challenging for leaders to function well and really thrive in crisis. You know, we don't just want to survive, we want to thrive. Great leaders do this. And yet, you know, sometimes we may not find ourselves, TJ, in a crisis as great as like the pandemic. But rarely does a week go by where leaders don't find themselves in very difficult situations. It's so true. How about you, how about you introduce the first book and then you know, dig into that whole idea a little more? Sure thing, Joe. And um, you're right about that for school leaders. It's tough because sometimes we're in the midst of a crisis and the things that are actually a crisis are, we're di diverted from. Uh, and so we have to think about whether or not this um, problem is persistent, whether or not it's urgent, whether or not it's important, and whether or not we need to deal with it right now. Um, and so great leaders are always thinking about their thinking and thinking about how they think about things. And I couldn't think of a better author to introduce about that than John Maxwell. And the book I'm sharing here is called Failing forward. And the subtitle is Turning Mistakes into Stepping Stones for Success. I'm pointing out a couple features of the book, Joe, and some reasons why I'm recommending it. Each um, of the book's sections has its own title, not just the chapters. Um, one of the uh, sections is called Do You Mind Changing Your Mind? And the implication there is that we ought to be able to change our minds, and we ought to focus on whether or not we're bothered by that. And what are the things that do change our minds? And I know you and I, we make a lot of clear points about things um, and we can have conviction about stuff, but something that we have in common is that we like when other people change our minds. And I like when you change my mind and I like to change your mind, um, but leaders need to think about that. And that's why I like John Maxwell, all of his books are about the way leaders think. Now, there's another side of the coin in terms of doing, but I don't know if there are enough books out there about how leaders think, and he's got a ton of them. And this concept of failing forward is just about making mistakes, trying things. You can't, you can't have the probability of success as 100% if you're trying to be innovative and trying to try new things. Um, proof is the en enemy of progress, as you know. And so fail forward as a leader, pick up John Maxwell's book. And I just can't believe how awesome this book is and the stories that John tells in it. 
Well, what an incredible storyteller he is. We are definitely attracted to his work because not only does it make it just a ton of sense, it resonates with all of us and the stories he tells um, really are things that attract us because I think we deal with them, right? Very, very practical approach. And I think we think of falling forward, but if we're going to do it, fail forward, fail right. And, and I love the fact, TJ, that you bring out the idea that, you know, it's okay to change your mind. You know, I, I think leaders struggle with this, you know, and feel free to touch on this more because, you know, it's like we got to be decisive. And in our decisiveness, we feel like that has to be rigid. Decisive and rigid are not the same things. And then also, you don't have to be right about everything, and you certainly don't have to be right about it the first time. And there's a lot of power in saying, yeah, well, that's what I thought then, and here's the way we tweaked it, or I think totally differently about it now. We learned that from Richard Elmore. Um, and so it's so important, but I think that's all about minding your thinking and being okay with saying, I don't know. Uh, let's try something different than we've tried in the past. And knowing that there's not always proof in what we're going to put into practice um, before we put it into practice. We have to collect the evidence and you have to fail to be able to do that or at least understand that the notion is there that we might. And that's okay. It is okay. And I think there's a, a process we're going through that we're ensuring that we're still moving towards our goals which is the book that I chose, also a John Maxwell book. Good leaders ask great questions. I love this book for a couple different reasons. He seesaws his approach in this book. The first part are questions leaders should ask. So he gets into that. And you know what? There are some good canned questions in here that I would encourage our listeners to even memorize. You know, for example, if you're not sure how to approach a problem sometimes, you can begin with just identifying truly what is the problem. Like, what is the problem we're really dealing with here? Why do we have this problem? He talks about, you know, approaching things that plainly. And I don't want simplicity to be mistaken for a lack of sophistication because that is just not the case. This, the seesaw, though, when it tips to the other side, he gets into questions others have asked him, and it's powerful. It's about delegation, about being wrong, you know, reflecting as a leader. How do you lead yourself better than anyone else? And he has a litany of questions associated with that that force the reader to reflect. So not only do you get a couple chapters on great questions, you know, leaders should ask, you also get into the whole idea of becoming an effective leader through various questions he's been asked. And some are just very poignant, very direct, and similar to the style you already described. You know, he lifts the reader through just sage advice. Um, and that's why we're big Maxwell fans and have been for quite a while. As you know, TJ, we love to leave our listeners, though, with a tip. What is your tip for this month? So I couldn't help but have the tip that 
uh, readers, uh, all leaders are readers. Um, all readers aren't leaders, but all leaders are readers. Um, to read multiple books by the same author. Now, we've talked about this tip before um, where we've recommended to read multiple books by the same subject with the same subject. But in this case, it's a little bit different of a spin, which is to take a, an author's work and try to do a deep dive into the philosophy of that author and into the work of that author. So we've given you two books by John Maxwell. If we look at John Maxwell, for example, I think there are a billion others because he's written a billion leadership books. Um, I'm exaggerating, but it's it's up there. You could spend this year reading John Maxwell books alone um, and probably not scratch the surface. But here are two books about thinking. And Joe's right about questions. We tend to think that leaders are going to have the skill of asking good questions, maybe through feedback. And that's not true either. Asking good questions is a skill. Thinking is a skill. Learning to fail forward is a skill. And so we need to study these skills. And John's got a ton of stuff on both of those, in particular, uh, failing um, forward and asking better questions. That's it, folks. Read this series on our One Thing Series podcast at theschoolhouse302.com. Don't forget to go to the schoolhouse302.com for leadership blogs, podcasts, books to read, and more, always to help you lead better and grow faster. We hope to see you next time. And as always, we appreciate a like, a follow, or a share. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, Joe, you know what leaders need these days? What's that, TJ? Sleep. A good night's rest, self-care. We've heard it over and over and over again from our guests on the podcast that you can't pour from an empty cup. Leaders need sleep. One of the number one ways you can replenish yourself and lead better is a good night's sleep. I hear you, but you know what? I'm so tired. I don't even like thinking about you know getting a good night's sleep. But you know, do tell, how do we go about getting better sleep? Well, I think that's part of your problem is you need a better bed. It always starts with the bed. That's why we recommend GhostBed, our sponsor, with 30,000-plus five-star reviews. Their patented sleep and cooling technology gets you to sleep faster and longer than any other bed. That's right. And their handcrafted mattresses come with a 101-night at-home sleep trial and a two times the industry standard warranty. They're absolutely certain that their beds will work for you. And with free shipping within 24 hours of your purchase, it's fantastic uh, support from the company. And guess what? Just for being a listener at the Schoolhouse 302, you get 30% off with the use of our code sh302 at checkout you go to ghostbed.com you get some sleep so that you can lead better and grow faster you use sh3 out 302 at checkout absolutely and last thing even if you don't need a bed you're thinking wow i would love to try out ghost bed but i just bought a bed refer someone else for a bed at ghostbed.com you'll get a hundred bucks for helping someone else get a good night's rest Wow, that's 30% off with SH302 code. 
at ghostbed.com. A hundred bucks for your referral. If you get somebody else a good night's sleep, better sleep for you, better leadership, ghostbed.com. You can't beat it. Ghostbed.com. Ghostbed.com.